Everyone, welcome back. We come again, once again, to you live from the Summerton Community Council of Summerton, Philadelphia. Beautiful, beautiful Wednesday morning, Ner Gimel de Chanukah, the third light of Chanukah, the third day of Chanukah, and we continue with Derech Hashem. We are in Chelek Aleph Perik Dalit, and we started Simon Bays yesterday. Aleph Dalit Bays, a long paragraph over here. We got our toes wet. So what did we see so far? We see, and Perik Dalit is about the Ramchal zooming in a little bit closer, giving us the details about how the whole system of the Olam HaAvoida works, the system of Olam Hazes, stage one of existence. Um, and we know roughly that the point of stage one is for us to achieve Shlemus, for us to perfect ourselves, to make ourselves independent, self-contained, self-developed sources of Shlemus, and then to be able to, to, be able to move on to stage two and, 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 and actualize all that in stage two, Perikdal again. The function of Perikdal is to get the details, is to get the system worked at, and to understand more the lumdis of how stage one functions. And we saw yesterday the Ramchal told us when he began Simon Simon Beis that um, we are again this compound substance, this fusion of guf and neshama, of body and soul, of physicality and spirituality. We are something which on its own is bad, a matarity disasteri, a contradiction in terms, something that shouldn't exist, but exists anyway. A body that's connected to a soul, a soul that's fused to a body, and the body has a head start, a, run, a starting advantage over the soul in that it has all of its physical drives and yearnings and needs and interests, and the soul is only able to penetrate slowly step by step to chip away and tr- try to, you know, in a very, very drawn-out process, penetrate into that, into that guf. And, and the way this, this uh, um, you know, materializes itself, and the way this shows up in our existence over here, in our realm, in Olam Hazah, is that which it takes years upon years for signs of intelligence to develop in a baby, infant, newborn, toddler, and becomes a child, an adolescent, the fact that there's a long, slow, drawn-out, gradual process of the development of intelligence is, is, is the, is the uh, indicator of the long, drawn-out process of the neshama being able to have some degree of influence over that guf. One sign of the neshama's influence is intelligence, it takes a very long time for that intelligence to develop because you're trying to put it into something that is naturally repellent to that intelligence. So we, that's where we were up to yesterday. And we saw the point is, again, to, to increase that influence and develop it, and eventually that leads to our ability to have Bechira, and our, our ability to reign in the guf, as we saw, to hold the reins literally of the guf in the hands of the neshama for the neshama to be able to direct the guf. Ve'ulam. This is where we are, about one-third of the way through this paragraph. However, The Ramchal says, now let's take that a step further. That which we see this ongoing um, struggle between the neshama and the guf, the neshama is um, slowly supposed to muster that control and draw the reins around the guf, the oimekadvarim, the lumdis, the, the deeper take behind this is as follows. 
What's going on a deeper level and in a deeper sense in this ongoing battle and struggle between the body and the soul? When it comes to the reality of Choymer, not just the reality, but the substance of that which the guf is made out of. Everything that is earthly, everything that is physical, physical existence is, says the Ramchal, all physicality is inherently dark and inherently clouded and inherently by its nature is something which is achur. Achur means it clouds light, it blocks light. It's dark on its own and, and it suppresses light that comes from somewhere else. That's what achirus is and that's what chayshach is. Chayshach means on its own, it's, it's uh, you know, dark and black and it has the property of extinguishing light that comes its way. That's what the body is like due to the very nature of the body. That's what physicality is like when it's left to its own device. That, that is the inherent nature of physicality. It's as far as you can get and as opposite as possible of what the purpose of life is, which is to approach God, to be at one with God, and to cling to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be at one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu as much as possible. So what he's saying over here is he's saying a delicate idea. It's not just that the guf, the nature of the guf and the teva of the body is to run away from Hashem and that's what the guf wants and that's what the guf desires and that's what the guf yearns for. That's what the guf is. The guf by design, by nature and by virtue of its very existence is something that inherently is not like Hashem and intrinsically is something that is opposed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And, and the fact that we see these desires and these yearnings and, and these interests that the guf has is really just symptomatic of the nature of the guf. That is what a guf is. A guf is something that on, on its own is not like Hashem in opposition to Hashem and is something that clouds light, is something that's dark on its own. That's what it is. The neshama itself, even though the neshama on its own is pure and is detached from all that and disassociated from that, when it is inserted into the guf and when it becomes entangled with the guf, entangled, look at that lashon that he uses, his tabcha, when it becomes entangled, inextricably, you know, um, submished with the guf, entangled means this exact idea that something is entangled means it, it, it's 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 um, in a undesirable situation. It's it's in a situation where it can't really do what it wants to do. When you get entangled with something, you're 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 you're, you're held back. You are suppressed. You are uh, in in lockdown. So the neshama is in lockdown. It's mistabich. It's entangled. And all, all um, caught up with the the guf that it is locked into. 
The neshama, although neshama by nature is the opposite of the guf, by nature is something that's godly, by nature is something that's lofty and light and pure. Once you cement it to the guf, it is thrust into an existence which is in opposition to the existence of the neshama itself. It is withheld and 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 kvusha suppressed, being held captive against its will. It cannot escape this. It can't 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 you know um, free itself of this entanglement of this uh, the fact that it is so held down and bogged down and suppressed from what it can do unless it is able to muster some strength and turn the tide and turn the table and, and tug the rope the other way. Being that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has established and written into how the world functions that this union between the Guf and the Neshama will not be severed so long as a person is in stage one of existence. What does it mean? Me'olam. Me'olam sounds like forever. It doesn't mean not forever, but the duration of this world. Pirish, the Ramchal explains what he means. It's true that there will be a separation, a temporary separation, um, in preparation for That's only temporary um, separation. That's like a not a goodbye, but that's like a see you later. Eventually, the guf and, and the neshama do reunite. Now, the Ramchal is saying parenthetically that it's written into the bylaws of the breed that there has to be this union between the guf and the neshama in stage one and in stage two. So what we're looking at as follows. This is a again. This is a, this is a, is a longish paragraph. We have to keep track of like what's the point? What's the, what's the thread over here? Let's just recap where we are, and we're going to see what the Ramchal is about to do with this. He's establishing that the Gulf is not just something that runs away from Hashem because it is pulled away from Hashem. The Gulf is something that in Teva sinks. And that's why it can't be pulled, because that's its nature. Its nature is um, something which is not Hashem, in contradiction to Hashem, in contradistinction to Hashem, and outside of Hashem. By definition, by nature. The neshama is by definition, by nature, something which should be with Hashem, in sync with Hashem, and like Hashem. The problem is, we have shaken this neshama up by chaining it to something which goes against its nature. And once you do that, the neshama is now in, in, in peril and in danger of being dragged down with that neshama, with that gof that on its own sinks. So, the Ramchal now puts all this together and says that, that, produces, that produces a major principle in how this world, world functions. And, and how the Olam HaAvoyed, ha, the, the realm of work, the realm of labor, stage one of existence, how that has to be viewed. The Neshama is now in a situation where it's forced to work, it's forced to strengthen itself, it's forced to gird itself, it's forced to work very hard to achieve escape velocity, to get out of this, to bring itself back to where it, it needs to be, it wants to be, and ought to be. It needs to overcome the darkness that the guf is spreading to the neshama. It needs to weaken the influence of the guf over the neshama to return and restore itself to where it's, what it's supposed to be and where it's supposed to be. To the point that the guf 
will now no longer be a source of darkness because the neshama is forced to be linked to this gof and the neshama is being dragged down. The neshama has to pull itself back up. When it pulls itself back up, it necessarily is pulling the gof back up. It's forced to into a state where if the neshama wants to get back to where it needs to be and it wants to be and ought to be, it's necessarily going to take the gof with it. There is a nuance going on over here, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna elaborate on it in a moment, but it, the nuance really comes down to this line. The way the world is set up is that the neshama, if it succeeds, and if it's matzliach, it's set up in such a way that its hatzlacha necessarily affects the guf and forcibly is, 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 uh, extends the guf as well because of this the fact that they're compounded with one another. And connected to one another, and cemented to, know, to one another. The guf is this rock that sinks to the bottom of the swimming pool. And the neshama is the only one that knows how to swim, but we 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 um, surgically connect the two of them together. That way, if the neshama makes it to the surface, and makes it to where it's light and where there's oxygen, where it can breathe freely, the the guf necessarily is going to come along with it and also emerge into the land of light. Vaz. The gulf, by virtue of the fact that the neshama was kicking and, and doing whatever it could to rise and to raise itself, the neshama, the gulf now also benefits from that. The gulf has also been raised together with, with, with the neshama. The gulf now becomes illuminated. Instead of what the gulf originally had, which was an existence of darkness again and of sinking, that's when the gulf is on its own, and it's on, left to its own devices and running the show on its own, then now no, the guf is, 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 is able to benefit vicariously from the fact that the neshama dragged it all the way to the surface. That's what stage one is really all about. So long as we're in stage one, we're still locked into this existence where physicality is very strong, has a very strong pull, because it's very real, and this is the environment we're in, this is the body we have. It's a body that has an ability to to be chayte, even when it's excuse me, being raised. Being that physicality, physical substance is a physical material, something that's still by definition murky and dark. A person is by nature in a state of darkness. And very distant from that state in which he's really able to enjoy and benefit from closeness. What he needs to put his focus on when he works is to do his very best to strengthen the neshama, do his very best to make the right decisions, and to benefit his situation, to give himself, do himself a favor and be mative. Do the right thing for himself for his entire existence. To raise himself, elevation upon elevation, and growth after growth, climb, um, you know, a, 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 a uh, climbing one step at a time in order to get close and closer to Hashem. Period. So that's the end of this paragraph. And again, there's a lot of lines over here, a lot of words over here, a lot of discussion over here. And, and, and the question we have to ask is when we emerge from this paragraph, 
Simon Beis, what exactly did the Ramchal want? What was he presenting over here? What, what are we coming away from Simon Beis that we didn't already know? This seems to be a very long paragraph, which is really just rehashing ideas that we already saw in Paragimel and Parag Beis. We know already that we're a fusion of two opposites. We know that already from the previous parag, that we're a body and a soul. The body goes down, the soul goes up. What is, what is um, you know, the, the Chiddush of this paragraph, what did the Ramchal want over here that he was spending so much time on? And the Ramchal told us that this parak is going to be about zooming in, getting a better idea in, in more detail about how this world works. The Olam Ha'avoyda, the, the, the realm of, 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 of labor, of growth, and of um, hard work. So what the Ramchal wants, let's just return to that one line we picked up on. The Ramchal wants to make it clear that not only this world is about creating and earning Olam Ha'avoyda, and not only this world is about creating ourselves, making ourselves beings, that are ready to enjoy Olam Haba and potential, and that potential gets actualized in the world to come. We already saw that. We know that from Paragimel. And we know that the way to do that is to have Bechira, to have free will. And the way to have free will is to have a pull up and a pull down. And I have to make that right choice between the pull up and the pull down. The Ramchal takes that one more step, and there's one more knech that he throws in over here, one more twist that is the, the main point that he wants over here. And that twist is... After all is said and done, it's not only about having free will, not only about going up and not down, and not only about perfecting myself, that the battle comes from within, because I have to make myself a source of shlemus. I have to make myself like God. I have to make myself someone who has achieved perfection, and that way I can be at one with the true perfection of God. It's about me benefiting myself. The way of perfection comes via a process of me giving to myself and me benefiting myself and me being a native to myself. I have to be a benefactor, not just a weightlifter, not just a bodybuilder, but a benefactor. And, and, and that's the Chiddush over here. Up until this paragraph, we could have looked at life as being a bodybuilder. I have to work very hard. Work, 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 work. The body's pulling me this way. I have to pull myself away from the body. And if I do that, I, myself, made myself someone who makes the right decisions, even though they're difficult, I perfected myself, I made myself like God. But it's got to be more than that. It's not just me working hard to be a bodybuilder, to exert myself to make the right decisions. The right, that has to come via a process of me benefiting myself and... being a benefactor to myself. What am I benefiting? I'm benefiting my, my body. I'm not just overcoming my body. I'm not just going against my body. I'm actually giving my body a gift. I'm giving my body a gift that the body can't get on its own. I'm giving my body, my physicality, a gift that is unable to achieve on its own. I'm giving my body a gift that it can only get via the neshama, and when it gets to be the neshama, it enjoys something that the body can't get on its own by nature. And that is the gift of light. The gift of light, the gift of illumination, the gift of truth, the gift of peace, the gift of godliness. The body on its own can't get that. The body on its own, that's what the Ramchal is establishing over here, is something that is anti-godly, is dark, extinguishes light. The body is the Yavanim. The body is the Greeks. The body is the Greeks. 
the body is there, yes, and that's the emoji of the of, of, of Hellenist culture there. The bodybuilders. Yes, very good, Yitzhak. Um, the body is anti-godly. The body is dark. The body extinguishes light. The body is something which is lashkicham tayrasecha. That you hold a candle, the body, the body gobbles it up and extinguishes it. Because the body is something that, that on its own is not godly and can't be godly. The only way the body can be godly is if something drags it to the realm of godliness, and that's the neshama. So when I'm making the right decisions, and I'm perfecting and purifying myself, I'm dragging my body to a place the body can't go on its own, and when the body's dragged, the body now can receive that light and can receive that, that ur, that illumination. And when I do that, I'm not only working very hard to make the right decisions, I am benefiting the body. The body can't do this on its own, I'm benefiting the body. When I benefit something else, I am really like God now. Why am I really like God? Because God is the greatest benefactor. God is a mative. God is someone that gives. God is someone that gives constantly, 24-7, 365, since the beginning of time. And, and maybe even since before time, God was already planning on giving, putting himself in the giving mode. The, the, the ultimate way of being like God to achieve that self-contained, self made, self-generated, source of perfection is to do it in, do it in a way that I am, I am ultimately like God in the most ultimate sense possible. I am a benefactor. I'm a giver. That's why the system is set up in this way because the whole journey of me achieving perfection is a journey that goes hand in hand with giving to myself, benefiting myself, and raising myself. The body can't get that on its own. It needs the neshama to give it to it. And that's what the Ramchal wants with Beis. And that's the whole point of Beis is to get this extra kanecha over here, this extra detail, this extra twist. And, and um, as the Ramchal promised us, we're getting a more detailed view and understanding of the dynamics of this world, how stage one works. And that is where we will stop for today. That wraps up Beis. And tomorrow we will continue in Gimel, paragraph Gimel, and we will see a closer take and the close appreciation of the environment that we're in as well in stage one. Okay, very good. So thank you all for joining. Have a freilich and lichtige Chanukah, and we will continue tomorrow.